Welcome to another episode of Inspired Artist Podcast with me, Porter Singer, formerly known as Sirgan Carr. I wanted to do an episode about my choice to revert back to my original spiritual name. And it so happened that my friend Justin Land, who does the podcast Philoso Vibe, uh, wanted to interview me for his podcast. So I'm doing a little cross podcasting here. Um, you can also listen to it on his podcast, Philoso Vibe. And um, in this episode, we're just going to talk about music. We're going to talk about, you know, what's kind of going on in the Kundalini yoga world right now, one of my favorite topics, and um, why I chose to go back to my birth name, Porter Singer. So here we go. How are you doing? Good. 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 No. A big change, of course, with the name change, and um, yeah, of course, I'm very curious about that. What what the motivation was and is? Yeah, um, it's interesting because I'm still, I'm going through like the reverse right now of what I went through in changing it the first time because I was Porter Singer, and then Sergeant Carr, and then now Porter Singer again. But I'm not really because I'm not legally Porter Singer anymore. I'm legally Sergeant Carr Galta. so, but I'm also like, uh, so, you know, so in certain places, like I have to sign off as my legal name, <laughs> which is my spiritual name. It's, anyway, um, it, it also just sort of brings me to a place of like understanding the true sort of, in a sense, arbitrariness of calling someone anything because <laughs> I've been me throughout all of this and, you know, um, named a bunch of things. But okay, so. I started thinking about doing this change, gosh, maybe like a year ago. I, I don't know. It's been a while. It's been a while since it's been on my mind. And I initially, I think it was because I was um, pursuing spirituality outside the realm of, I was doing Kundalini yoga and, and I was practicing Sikhism. And, um, and from a truly like, uh, I don't know, from a truly like integral perspective, I think I still do practice Sikhism very much like in the way that it was intended in the beginning. Um, just like, I feel like, you know, Christians are not necessarily practicing Christianity nowadays. And, you know, so, but anyway, that's a whole other conversation. So I do still feel connected to these traditions, but I don't necessarily want to um, only create music within that realm. And I felt that if I continued to keep this name, Sirgan Card, that it would, I don't know, that I'd be getting some hate mail from, you know, the fundamentalist Sikhs who are like, why are you recording pop music? That's not the real reason. But I was just thinking about how it sort of, it kind of just pegs me into one genre. You know, it's like, I don't know if I called myself like classical porter and I wanted to do hip hop or something, but I don't know, that might be kind of funny and ironic, but um, so so yeah, I was thinking about it then. It it I don't think it was like a big enough reason for me to actually do anything about it though. And um like I was telling you before we started recording, um it was it was this thing like that seemed just so big in my mind. Like it was so it was going to be so difficult to make this transition, you know, all like the legal stuff and I think in my mind too I was going like I'm going to have to do it like overnight and make sure everything is the same and all my bios are going to have to change and my credit cards and my pet you know like um and then something just shifted about a week ago or a couple weeks ago where I was like 
so suddenly this doesn't seem like such a big shift to make and I can do it in as much time as I want. Like it doesn't have to be an instantaneous, you know, thing. So, so I uh, was like, all right, I'll just, I'll just say that I'm doing it. It felt really good. And I changed my name on, on Facebook, you know? Um, so really nowhere else except my website. Um, I don't know what to do with my Instagram handle. Cause if I change it, then I have to reroute everything. So it's, you know, it's a little, it's a little messy and not, uh, not super organized. And also I'm legally serving car, like I mentioned. So, um, having to sign off in that way for things, but I think it became like super obvious to me that I needed to do it when I started going into like the dark world of, uh, Kundalini yoga and the Yogi Bhajanist cult kind of stuff. Um, and started talking with survivors and reading people's stories and just getting into like really dark space around that. Um, it was at that moment where I really decided I did not want to be associated with this tribe. <laughs> and, and it's maybe unfair too, because like the name is Sikh and I don't associate all that stuff with Sikhs because they had nothing to do with what Yogi Bhajan did. But because the spiritual name was given to me by by the kundalini yoga community um it doesn't just feel sikh um because i could be porter singer and be sikh you right. know it was the kundalini yoga community that suggested that i change my name not legally there was no like forcing there but um there so, is a high value placed on spiritual names so i mean uh, a kind of an impetus for this was of course the allegations and uh seems to be coming to light a lot of yeah, that stuff I've never heard before. Did. And then this was really pushed you to cut off something, a, a part of you uh, that, that, I mean, that you've kind of outgrown, of course. And I think as an, and, and it's interesting as an artist anyways, this reinvention of self happens quite often. I think it's, um, you know, a lot of pop singers uh, don't want to be pop singers anymore. They, and they, they kind of change or they, I know like Justin Timberlake was an example of, you know, he didn't change his name, but, you right. know, he, but it's part of the, the whole thing, you know, where you, you know, you, um, you're associated with something and, but you're so much more. And, and I think that's kind of for your, I think for yourself, I think it's um, opens up a lot of possibilities to, you know, I mean, obviously you're, you're big for, uh, you know, uh, a lot of the mantras uh, and, on, on the, and I would guess, it, what do you call it? Yoga music, uh, you know, um, love, uh, get a lot of views and people know you from that, but I'm guessing that, um, yeah, you might just be getting, is it possible you're getting, just getting tired of that, doing that type of music as well? Um, no, I, I really enjoy doing mantra music. I'm getting tired of doing only that music. Um, but I'm, I'm definitely not tired of doing mantras. I think I'll, I'll keep doing that. It's just, this whole revelation with the, you know, the Yogi Bhajan allegations, which by the way, were not new. I mean, they've been out there for years. I just never really paid attention to it and didn't go so deep into it as to go, Oh my God, what? Like it was, it was so, it was so much worse than, than I ever imagined. Right, you know? like, I guess, I guess we should, I guess, I think we should probably go into this <laughs> a little bit. Maybe you can enlighten the audience and myself as well. 
Who yeah. Is and what what exactly are we talking about here? Yeah. So, I mean, you know, there's some like cult websites and things. And I was trying to explain this to someone the other day. It's like when you find something that you love, you know, you find like the spiritual practice and this beautiful community of like bright smiley faces and, you know, all this thing. And then there's these like websites that are all these sort of anonymous like hate letters basically you know because they're because th these people were hurt you know so like it doesn't read like journalism it reads like you know a, a opinion and so from a perspective of somebody not knowing who's writing this and also not really knowing what happened to them for them to feel this way um it was easy i think for people to write this off as bad amazon reviews basically you know like like, okay, but I enjoy the product, so I don't care that they gave it one star, you know, sort of thing, um, which is unfortunate <laughs> because it would really be, um, would really be, you know, behoove people to understand the full context of, of this before they get so involved. Um, you know, I, should so, know, I'm sorry, I should ask this, you know, a, a proper host would have started this, but I mean, we have to start <laughs> with, uh, obviously, who he is the founder of Kundalini Yoga, or who was he exactly? The, it's it's a tricky conversation to have. Yogi okay. Bhajan created what he called Kundalini Yoga. Kundalini is a yoga term, and it's by no means his. So if you teach or practice Kundalini Yoga, you say Kundalini Yoga as taught by Yogi Bhajan, and it envelops an entire world of practices. I mean, it envelops like a full day meditation course called White Tantric. It envelops. Um, a whole life philosophy called humanology, um, a, you know, a sleep or like a relaxation, deep healing practice called Satnamra Sayan, as well as the Kundalini Yoga, which are Kriyas and mantras and all these things. And one of the things that's come out, and this is new, um, is this academic paper written by, I really need to memorize this guy's name, Philip something, but it's called From Maharaj to Mahan Tantric. It's an academic essay, and if you're interested in Kundalini Yoga at all, it is a must-read. Because unlike any of the stuff that you get from Kundalini Yoga teacher training, this is all footnoted and actually researched. And so the teachers who are teaching Kundalini Yoga to fellow to people who are become who are becoming teachers in teacher trainings are giving you like a you know gigantic manual of information, and none of it is footnoted. Okay, so it's like, um, you know, some of it comes from yoga, from like basic yoga tradition and like that is sort of generally acceptable, but a lot of it, it's like, where did he get this stuff? And so when you come into it and you go, wow, that's really cool. That's really cool. That's really cool. That I don't so much vibe with this, I, you know, um, but I, it, it was actually kind of embarrassing for me. I'm like, why didn't I ask more questions? Why wasn't I a little bit skeptical? Because I think you just, you want to be part of this world so badly that you're just kind of willing to go, okay, <laughs> you know, you have no evidence for that. I'll try it. You know, so I did, I did a lot of that. I was like, well, let me try that. For example, um, he teaches, you know, not to cut your hair. Okay. So I stopped shaving and all this stuff. And I tried that out for a good long while. Um, uh, you know, what else, uh, to, what that, you, that it, you, that it helps meditate. If you, it helps you meditate. If you cover your head, that's another thing with the, 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 without the hair thing, what's the benefit of that? And what did you, the benefit is supposedly your body, um, 
uses up energy to grow the hair. So when you're constantly cutting it, you're like wasting energy basically. Okay. Right. I mean, it must be a pretty insignificant <laughs> amount of energy to you have to consider um, because I've done both and I must admit that I'm not like exhausted now that I shave my legs, you know? Although it's so, convenient though. I mean, I guess if, if everybody just doesn't shave, that just takes a whole kind of thing out of the, the picture of, you know. It does, yeah. Do. I mean, yeah. It helps you focus. I mean, so much of it did help me focus and, and so much of what I did was beneficial to me at the time. I mean, so it's not like... I was totally duped and one day I looked in the mirror and was like, why have I been, you know, I don't know, hurting myself all these years. You know, it wasn't like that. Um, but it did sort of make me question it. Um, I grew up in a very open-minded household and we, we weren't religious and stuff. So I think I just like wanted to know what it felt like to live within really like strict parameters or something. Um, out of the army, right? Yeah, I don't think I could have done that. <laughs> it had to be spiritual, I think. Right, okay. I always admired my friends that went to church. You know, I always like, I always wanted to go with them. Um, and I knew that I could be part of anything if I just sort of like auto-translated in my head. Like, like, oh, I understand the intention of this, you know, as opposed to um, what was being said. But yeah, it it's a... Uh, I think you started with like kind of, you know, the, the overall thing. So Yogi Bhajan was this teacher. He came with this wave of, you know, Eastern teachers, you know, from India that came in like the sixties era and um, people were, you know, coming off drugs. And so it was a very, I guess, empowering way of life for them as opposed to sort of being like, you know, high all the time where they could make themselves high. This is sort of how he marketed, I think, to the, to the hippies and like the, you know, the long hair and no shaving, you know, check, check. We were already doing that. Um, and so I think it just, it appealed to a certain kind of person. And he also, he used women. He used these, you know, women who he made his secretaries. He had like this whole fleet of secretaries whom one of, I'm going to post this podcast, but one of the survivors that I talked to, she, um, she said that they would keep all of the, the books and the press um, that he was mentioned in at the time, like anything that he was mentioned in, even if it was slanderous, you know, even if it was horrible, they would put it in this library. And he was al- almost always referred to as having a harem, you know. Um, so, so he had this, you know, fleet of secretaries and they, they were like the bright, shiny faces of, you know, that brought people in, I think. This is uh, something that was brought up to me by Matthew, my Matthew Remsky, who does, who, uh, enjoys talking about cults. Um, but so one of these such characters was this woman, Pamela, who he changed her name to Premka, um, which by the way means girlfriend in Punjabi. Appropriate. <laughs> um, so uh, she ended up writing a book about her experience in this community, family, cult, Josh was encouraging me not to call it a cult, but you know, for, <laughs> for all intents and purposes. Um, and so she came out with this book right after this guy, about a year after, I think the guy published that academic paper. So there was sort of this series of things. And I think people were just kind of more ready now having lived through this and what also happened since the, you know, from the time that she was in the cult to when she published the book, uh, Pamela, is that an entire generation of people had gone through 
um, K, uh, Kundalini Yoga, KRI, Sikh Dharma. Um, there's so many organizations. That's the other thing. It's like, it's just so pervasive. If you drink Yogi tea, that's. I drink it. it. I love it because yeah. it has the little, <laughs> in Germany, it has the little like uh, um, sayings or mottos on the, on the papers yeah. in America the same way. I, I love those. Yeah. That's a whole other podcast. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, in Germany, I think it's, it might even be bigger than here. Well, I, I think you were going, now we, I guess we can maybe like the, the allegations I'm, I'm assuming are of sexual nature. I'll, I will just finish this. Sorry. So the whole generation of people had, had come through the practice through their parents because their parents joined, they were born into it and then they were trafficked basically. I mean, to really put it bluntly, I, I had never thought about it that way, but I looked up the definition and it's pretty accurate. They were sent to live with other families. So like a two-year-old would be sent to go live with some family in, you know, Virginia or Miami or wherever um, to be away from their parents so that their parents could now serve Yogi Bhajan, right? Because they now had a ton of free time and they were, they would be put to work. You know, they would do chores. They wouldn't really have any sort of schooling. And then when that system sort of fell apart because it, you know, some of the parents were noticing, I guess, that their children were being neglected. The brilliant idea was, was proposed that they all be sent to boarding school in India. Yeah. How many kids are we talking about? I don't know. You know, that, that would be, I think that's, there are a lot of them who have um, written about this. And I think there was even like a documentary that, didn't quite get finished. Um, they have a lot of stories to tell. I certainly am not in a position to tell their stories, but as an overview, I think that that did help to kind of um, shed some light on the whole organization because now you have all these children who have, you know, been through very traumatic experiences and telling their parents. So there's sort of a lot, I think there was just more room for, mm-hmm. for stories to be shared. Right. And, and, and so we're talking about um, abuse of also like forcing people to do things like in kind of slave mentality, physical, physical abuse, emotional abuse. Yeah. I'm guessing sexual abuse, right? Is that the big one now that you don't hear about as much? I haven't. Of course, it is a very touchy subject. So it's possible that we don't hear about that from the kids because they just don't want to talk about it. But I, I don't know. So I do know about a lot of beating and a lot of um, emotional, emotional. Abuse. But in Bajram's uh, harem, uh, those women like Pamela, she, I'm assuming that she was saying that she, she was brainwashed and she didn't want to be part of his harem. She was sleeping with him willingly, but mm-hmm. she was recognizing in her like reflections how influenced she was by this whole, you know. ideology around him which influenced her decision i think Mm -hmm. um but yeah a lot a lot of women a lot of women he raped a lot of women he you know molested or sexually harassed or Mm -hmm. i know a couple of of women who you know were um had this done to them my mom did which is so weird um that she told me like when i started telling her about this she was like well yeah you know julie's friend nadia (laughs) I'm like, oh my okay. gosh. Is your mom also in the community or she's No, okay, no. Okay. No, she was in LA though. Um, you know, we I I was in LA until I was about 
five or six. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she, she did business in LA and she knew, she knew people who, who knew him. So the, the, the interesting thing about this and, and taking it back to the Josh, you know, Josh, I was also listening to his answers, I think to you and some others who are in the community. And, and one of the things is that it's a necessary thing that these institutions have to fall down. Um, and we would not have necessarily perceived it until we were ready to perceive, like you're saying, it wasn't relevant for you and that's not, that's okay. You know, cause for mm-hmm. your story, it's different. You know, you, you, you benefited and now you don't need it anymore. And I think that break is interesting because yeah, it, it, yeah, I think it, it allows you to explore other things now. And, and then that makes it kind of a clear, you know, for other people, it's kind of an iffy, you know, they feel so drawn to, the church or some other institutions and um, and they're shocked when something happens and, and, and then they feel like they want to break off with that. And, um, but others, it's like, uh, you know, maybe they need the break from it, you know, to really expand uh, whatever their, their consciousness or their, uh, their perception of reality. And that requires some sort of reason, you know? And uh, so it's funny how it, it does serve. <laughs> Sorry. Yes. Can I go over to the show on your computer? Yes. That's a great, calm answer. <laughs> mine is in the other room. Oh, Hunter, can you can you close the door though? Thank you. Yeah, mine's in the other room. He's he's hasn't come out yet, so uh, <laughs> all, all good. I mean, uh, yeah. So how, how are you doing with the whole uh, staying at home thing? Uh, yeah, I mean we're. For me, it's sort of funny, and I even asked Josh about this, actually. I'm like, so I put my kids in school for six whole weeks, because they'd been homeschooling until February. So, you know, February, I was like, I think it's time they go to school. Um, and so they went to school for six weeks, <laughs> and then they were home again. I was paradise for the six weeks, and then... What a great six weeks. I was getting kind of used to it. My, my four-year-old gets to go to preschool with like a very limited number of kids. Um, it's funny. They're like very, you know, they're very uh, careful. Like, so they're all wearing masks and gloves and um, they convince the kids that they're wearing ninja masks, oh, wow. which I thought was really cute. Oh. Um, I don't know. Yeah. And I was, I was a little bit hesitant to leave him there. I'm not afraid of the virus. Like I have to, <laughs> to just put that out there like everybody's walking around with their gloves and their masks and stuff and I'm not person and I get it and I'm compassionate I'm not personally afraid of anything in that way I was afraid of my son going to school with all these masked people and how that would impact him emotionally um so I was looking in there like okay I'm gonna we'll see he looks like he's doing okay like he's willingly walking in you know and then he came out and he was like my mask has my name on it nice (laughs) like I I had the best day ever so it's yeah i mean it's a new times i hear the it's not i mean in leipzig it's it's pretty low-key there's not a lot of people wearing masks uh or gloves and uh yeah i do go out in the park and uh things are closed but you know it feels like there's there's potential there's relaxing of the rules a little bit maybe and and because you know it's yeah it seems like Kind yeah. of in a small town. 
No, no, Leipzig is a half a million. So oh, okay, it's okay. A pretty big one, and uh, I know I heard. I guess Seattle and New York uh, are two very big hotspots. So um, yeah, yeah. Although I mean, one thing I noticed even before this virus was just how amazing the people here are at following rules. They're really good rule followers. We have a lot of people in the tech industry. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I'm kind of outside. I live in Redmond. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, no, because I, 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 you think, well, Seattle's where the whole grunge community came from. You're thinking like, oh, okay, it's kind of a rebel That area. must be why, right? If your parents are like that, then you're yeah. going to like that. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah that, that could be true. Yeah, that's, uh, and, and funny enough, you think that, you know, Germany is very rule-oriented as well but uh there's a certain softness to it you know they don't i don't think they can do draconian measures or you know martial law you know especially given the history here it's Mm -hmm. a very interesting situation because the rights of the individual and the ideas and suppositions about potentialities that you can't prove you know it's like um driving a car of course is endangering other people as well Mm-hmm. We still do it. I mean, it's like, well, technically, if you want to get very strict about protecting people, you reduce right. their, their how much they're driving cars. You would reduce a lot of things. And what's mm-hmm. the point of this? I mean, yeah, I mean, it's it's it's. Yeah. So I, I it, yeah, I'm going with the flow, and it feels at the moment uh, nice. And I'm I'm guessing for creative people like yourself, who into music is especially can be a very productive time because. Um, you're, you're, it requires I mean, some silence I don't have, but I, I'm trying. <laughs> okay. And, and so you, um, like, uh, when you do your music, um, I mean, you, I mean, obviously the writing, the, the, the songs, uh, that's something you do. And then the, I know you do a lot of collaborations, um, and songs of Eden. I was a big, mm-hmm. big fan of this, the work you guys do together. Uh, why is it always the Scandinavian guys that are really good at uh, very atmospheric music? I don't. Oh my god, he's so good. Yeah. He, he just, I send him something, and like two days later, he sends me back the whole like thing. I, I don't even know how he does it. What do you send he, him exactly? I send him basic chords and a vocal line, mm-hmm. um, and because that's all he needs. Like, I mean, I guess I, you know, I could do more, but that's all he needs. And so that's the scratch vocal, and then he sends me back an entire background whatever and usually it's just perfect you know sometimes maybe i'll be like no i don't even think i've ever sent anything back i think it's been great and then i will record all my vocals so i'll record like my main vocal and the harmony vocals and whatever and i've learned now that i have to edit my own vocals because he's not super into like the detaily like like remove this breath and stuff like that that's not really where where he excels and he spends enough time making the music anyway I don't expect him to be doing that um but it just says it was sort of like just getting to know you kind of you know work-wise um I'm doing that now so I'm I'm feeling good about that because then I don't have to ask him to do it and send it back and it's like this whole back and forth so usually you know I send it back he mixes the vocals um sometimes I'll be like you know could you make these a little bit you know bigger or uh I don't know paint it differently or whatever and then he masters it and we're done yeah very good. I mean, the raw maz that just like shot out at me. I was, I mean, it's epic. Uh, yeah. You know, and it's yeah. Definitely. Uh, so you sent, and I, 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 it's, it's a mantra, uh, 
that's Rama Sat. What's the whole? Ra 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 Ma 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 Ma. So this is one of those where we have no idea where it comes from. Kundalini or Yogi Bhajan could have made it up. Like you could say, you will be saying this mantra. You'll be saying Pi 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 Nai 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 Sai 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 Sai. You know, um, but you know, so but it's using words from you know from from his background. So I don't know. It could have been something that somebody taught him. He could have just made it up. Um, but so, Ram's son, right? His son uh -huh. and Yeah, yeah. Son, so right? they all they all mean something. Like they all have a significance. Yeah, but we don't know. But there's no footnote. It's like, where did that come from? Yeah, yeah. No, fair enough. Yeah, that's <laughs> uh, you know, um, it's a, it, yeah. I, I guess it the the tones are nice and they they fit. Uh, and, and I think that's you know. Um, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. He he actually that one was different. He had something he'd already worked on, and I think that was one of the first things we did. And then he asked me to to sing over it, and that mantra just came to me. I'd never I'd never even really recited that mantra before, but it it would just fit perfectly in yes, there. Yes, it did. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, beautiful. And uh, yeah, so I to the you know well another big if you can work with somebody like Kaigo, you know that's that would be. Who's that? You haven't heard Kaigo? Wow. Uh, uh -huh. he does, um, Firestone uh, stole the show. He does a lot of remakes of uh, Whitney Houston, Higher Love. Okay. K-A-I-G-O? K-Y-G-O. Um, he's from Norway. But you know Avicii and all these, these Scandinavian producers are really, they do very upbeat music mm. that, um, you know, an atmospheric music, and I just, I just is like that's why I was thinking, you know, he must be part of that school or generation of. Um, yeah, I don't know. I know that he did pop, like actual pop music before this. I think he kind of wanted a career change. Mm. It'd be cool to interview him. Yes, no, no, I'd be cool to have okay. both, you, both of you on the. Uh, yeah. The awesome. Uh, just how that, how the that comes together, you know, especially with the distance and. Like you're saying, you know, you have a vision and you, you write it down and you have the chords and, and you trust enough to send it through yeah. something. Well, that's a huge thing because in telling people about this, I've realized that it does work so beautifully for me because I don't have an attachment to how it's going to sound when it comes back. I'm just like always delighted, like, Oh wow. I never would have thought of that. You know? So it's not, so if you're, if you're like, which I have been, I've been this type of, you know, musician, like if you're looking for a specific way that you want it done, this is probably not the way to go. <laughs> um, but for me right now, it's working perfectly. It's allowing way though. It's the Joshua. Way. I mean, it's, mm -hmm. it's, it's basically, you know, um, do what your strengths are, you know, and, and then whatever you're motivated by, like you said, if somebody's not motivated with, you know, editing the, the vocals too much, because that's too tedious, or there's somebody else who's loves to do that. And, and be, mm -hmm. that's why all these, you know, um, bands work so well. I think that they're, they're the personalities and what they were, what they love to do is the other guy didn't love to do. And, and that's why these mm -hmm. I think collaborations really work. Um, and I know there's a, the one thing that's missing is the, I guess the, in the studio together, you know, I think that that's obviously, you, you did some obviously work with producers in studios and, and, mm -hmm. and, and, and I've done it a few ways. So the, the way that, um, like, for example, one of the biggest artists in the Kundalini yoga world uh, is Sonatam 
And I think I can't, can't say for sure, but I'm pretty sure the way she does her albums is the way that I did my album with her producer. Um, and that's a very, that's, that's a very similar way to, to what we're talking about because basically she just goes in, I'll speak for myself. I went in, we put down a scratch track, which is actually pretty detailed. He, he gets it like pretty down. Um, I put the vocals down for him to work with. Um, he creates the whole thing. He has all the artists come in. Like I'm not there, you know, I just, I do my part and I leave. And then a few months later, all of the instrumentals are done. And then he, and he has me come back in and do the vocal, you know? So I wasn't, that wasn't very participatory, um, but it was a beautiful album. And I've also done it where like, which album was that? That, that was Day All. Day All. Okay. That was, uh, is it, what is the one I am the light of my soul, which is that, does that come from one that's, of the or? That's my first ever album okay. um, in, in the mantra genre. Yeah. yeah that's, a, that's a beautiful song and that was very nice. Yeah. Uh, and vocals we, and we did all of that. We produced it and, okay. and it was the lowest budget album with the most amount of plays for song. Isn't that um, funny how that works sometimes? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's funny. I don't think either of us ever thought that that album would still be listened to. I mean, yeah. I hear you hear that very often with uh, like if you love um, musicians, they're like they have no idea why that song was, you know, blew up or whatever. Yeah. Like that. Why, yeah. why they they had this other song? They were so positive. It's so amazing, and then nobody's really right. listening. But they're all and it's like okay, you know. Um, well, it's funny because. Uh, Sorry, they, no, 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 please, no, no, of course. It's funny because it's another duality thing for me. So, like, one of the reasons I think that that song did so well is because White Tantric Yoga, which is under the branch, the big, you know, branch of Kundalini Yoga tree, um, used it as a as the soundtrack to their slideshow of Yogi Bhajan photos that they play on every break of white tantric yoga and white tantric yoga happens several times during the year, like all over the world. So that song was getting played everywhere and people were listening to it sometimes all day long. Right. You can do that with that song. Yeah. So You know, at some point they'd be like, what is this song? I don't know. I'm just guessing. Um, but, but I've been told that that's, you know, it's like, they never change the song and they can, you know, it's just, it's like the one that goes along with the DVD, but you could totally mute it and play other music. <laughs> um, but some people just don't. So that song got a lot of plays. So it's like, on the one hand, you know, there's this practice that's probably totally made up by this guy and it does, <laughs> um, but you know, by this guy, but it like served to, you know, it, it, it's, it's hilarious. I'm not, not totally. But, but it's funny because it like did he claim that it comes from ancient or there's some sort of grounding you were saying like yes he, he claimed claim that this. he was he claimed that he was given the title of mahan tantric by the soul the etheric body of a i know i'm gonna get this i'm gonna get, I'm gonna get this wrong i apologize but like a a llama like some right some buddhist llama i think mm-hmm. because their teacher gave him the llama this title it only belongs to one person ever on the planet this is the story and when when the llama died he felt it mm. so i mean and and the, the one of the things that this article um the mahan the maharaj to mahan tantric says is that there is no living record of this llama now 
that doesn't necessarily mean that he never existed, but it definitely doesn't prove that he did. <laughs> so, so yeah, it's, it's very interesting, but I mean, just the story, it's, it's like very mythical, right? Yeah. I mean, you couldn't say, and then my, like, like he didn't just say, and then my teacher bestowed the title of Mahan Tantric to me. It's like, no, my teacher gave it to someone else. Then he died. Right. And then I was given it um, from the non-physical. Right. I mean, no, I mean, uh, yeah, there's, yeah, I mean, there's always with a lot of these um, teachings, you do have that coming into it, you know, and it's, 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 uh, I mean, with the Mormons, of course, you know, what was that, was that, there's something in there with like a UFO giving a gold tablet that to, I, I mean, I'm getting this wrong, but. <laughs> oh, that he found, yeah, I, I don't know. I actually, that's the other tradition that I'm kind of familiar with because my ex-husband's family was Mormon. Right. So I've just heard a lot of stories, but I don't, I know that he, that he got a tablet. I thought it was God that gave him to no, it. No, and that was, that was probably pretty messed up. <laughs> I was an angel of some sort, I'm pretty sure. Uh, oh, right. Uh-huh. Yeah, I don't oh, know why. Yeah. UFO. But it could be, I mean, like. There a, is some, but there is some, there is some very like, wow, that is a story. Oh my gosh. Yes. But we're living <laughs> in a story. So like it's, it, it's it, the more and more. Mm-hmm. You know, the guys with the big imaginations, they're, you know, <laughs> sure. Hubbard too, Ron Hubbard uh, with Scientology. I mean, we can knock it as much as we can't want to. And, you know, and whatever the practice is, of course, there's a lot, you know, but inevitably any system with these, you know, control systems, mechanisms, you know, people want, like you're saying, you wanted that too. You know, we're, we're bouncing around in this conversation, but mm-hmm. uh, uh, there's, I think it feels a, safe. I think it right. feels safe. Right. No, no, no. And you, you got you get something out of it, but uh, it, the coming at some point, you want to come out of that that body of thought and those controlled because you're expanding, you know, and and, and mm-hmm. you can't expand within confines of of thought. You know, thought wants yeah. to go out further. I mean, it doesn't want to think about yesterday so much. Yesterday is not relevant now. We 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 live in a world that's inventing itself over and over again from the past, but the past is, is literally non-existent. It's like mm-hmm. right now and we're carrying all this stuff into it. And cause it feels yeah. safe. Like you said, it feels safe, but it was never, I, I mean, this was never meant I think to be like that, you know, it's more a creative process of self-exploration. And so everybody, it can be their own guru. Uh, it's not, um, mm-hmm. And then that's what's happening at this point. You're getting a lot of people who are like yourself and others who are just, you know, finding in themselves. And, and, and that's what comes to you. I think you know, the, the great thing with your name change thing coinciding with this and, 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 and going through the, the whole process with the boot camps with Joshua and, 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 and with, you know, that, that, I think that kind of, you know, it's nice to have a, a marker, of that sword, like I'm not the person I, I never was that anyways, but it's mm-hmm. like, um, maybe we should all do that, like every day, give ourselves a new name. Should, you know, <laughs> like being called Teddy, I mean, whatever. That's like what, that's like what five-year-olds do. That's what I used to do when I was little. Seriously, you give, yourself, yeah. give yourself a new name. Yeah. It's uh, funny actually, because when I was, um, 
when I was Porter Singer before legally, I never wanted to say I was Porter Singer. I wanted to be Porter. So I have another album that's actually just Porter. I didn't want to use my full name. Mm -hmm. I think it's interesting. And now I'm like, and I actually am unable to separate that name from a band by the same name. Um, Like it's in process. So I can't use that name, just Porter, until it separates, which has left me in this kind of limbo of like, maybe I should just use both my names. Maybe I should use my whole name, you know? Maybe. I should no, just your name P.S. too. P.S. You know, that's a nice, mm-hmm. uh, like, uh, mm-hmm. or, uh, but uh, there's also Gregory Porter, uh, right? Is, or is it? Um, he's a Paul Porter. Uh, the, I, I forget it was. He's a really big singer. Um, and uh, as a do uh, R&B, but great voice. Okay. Um, but yeah, obviously that was like. It seems like it was a predestined that you have this name. You know, it's like you were on your website. I think it, it just like yeah. It, I always felt so because my parents, you know, that we had this, there was this big, you know, mythological story around my name um, that, you know, so they, they, they say that they were uh, sleeping one night. My mom was pregnant. They weren't going to just, they weren't going to determine the sex of the baby. So they didn't, they didn't know I was going to be a girl. Um, They're both artists and they wake up from this dream that they both have. And they're like, I just dreamt about our baby. And they're like, okay, go into the other room and draw the baby and, you know, write down the name. And so they like compare notes and it's like this identical looking baby girl named Porter. And I, and I would always hear this story and be like, couldn't, couldn't it have been like a different name in the dream? Because <laughs> I never liked it. No, but it's beautiful. I mean, it's like, uh, <laughs> so you're, you're saying your parents, uh, they're open-minded and, uh, but they real obviously they realize this is a non-physical connection happening. uh. Yeah, I, I don't, my dad's not, yeah, yeah, no, I I would say that. They're both kind of, they're both pretty spiritual. I'm not sure if they realized that it was like, you know, I'm not sure that they realized it at that level, that it was like a message from the non-physical. What else could it be? It doesn't, I mean, like, like the explanations for things are very, you know, I think, you know, it would have been like a premonition maybe or like intuition or something, you know, like, because I think we use these words, right? And we don't really think about the full view of them. And even when we say non-physical, like I was reading something from Astrid the other day, like you just, you basically just go into the next dimension. But once you're there, there's more to understand. So, you know. The differences are, you know, obviously I would say that everything is not physical it's indeterminate in some respect you know it's 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 just we're determining with our our focus we're saying that's that's something but that something is obviously part of infinity and right it's it's not a a form you know we're just giving it the form so i I would say formless maybe is a better term i have no idea i guess we have to die and find out i don't know (laughs) (laughs) i think that's what i think that's what happens so yeah. I think I think the fun is the kind of not knowing and the wondering. So. No, absolutely no. I mean, um, yeah. Um, but I, I think uh, maybe that's a good point to maybe <laughs> um, I guess close the podcast because uh, yeah, I think we we jumped around a lot, but I yeah got back to your name and uh, <laughs> I wish you a, a much success and um, uh, you know I'm looking forward to whatever music. Uh, or creativity that comes out of this um this this change is happening in you and uh exciting thank you thank you yeah enjoy your day
my evening. Uh, your evening, that's right. Yeah. yeah, so it's coming All right, again. well, your next day. <laughs> yeah, enjoy your day, and until uh, next time, right? Yes. All right, bye. Bye. Cool. No, it's uh, yeah, it was all over the place there, but that's usually that was still fun. That's that that's nice. how I that's how I usually do all conversations. So it doesn't seem strange to me. No, it doesn't seem strange. It's like uh, I see other ones like I don't know Larry King or I have no, mm. other, you know these guys that I, I don't know if they have like some sort of set kind of. They do, and I think they pre-interview the person to like make sure to kind of know what they're going to say ahead of time mm -hmm. it's so boring it does and this is this is like i mean uh so much more comes to light because of this like a natural conversation and it's more authentic because um yeah like you know if you're just like opening like i, I was as you saw me i was kind of trying to steer it at some point and like i didn't i don't want to steer it though i i, I think it's the way folds is is the perfect way yeah. Cool. Cool. No, so I'll I'll get that up probably on YouTube um, relatively quickly and send you. And I'm sure we have thousands of people who are disappointed that we didn't do the. <laughs> I know. Uh, a big deal. Not. <laughs> I mean. Uh, so I, I actually, I was saying those words because of the pineapple behind you, the pie 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 pie. Ah, oh. that, that, you, is that really why that came up? That's why it came up. Uh, did you did did your kids make this or did you make yeah, this? Yeah, uh, this was Benjamin's. This is Felicity. It was actually at a, a a shopping center. Had some really cool, uh, like graffiti, hip hop. Oh, okay. Next day where you can like ride these bikes and do all these cool stuff and spray paint from graffiti artists. <laughs> like this is like totally awesome and free and. Uh, and free? Yeah, it was free. It was like, oh my god. Yeah, I know. There, there. Uh, I was like, I, yeah, I was just fun. How do you, what, what brought you to Lips, Leipzig. Leipzig? Well, um, my ex-wife uh, was born here and her family's here. And so okay. um, about nine years ago, we were living in London and then her father has a, had a pretty, you know, business was going pretty well. And I figured, oh, might as well work for him and take over the business. Uh-huh. Uh, came and uh, you know within three months or four months I decided to make my own business and um, yeah but as we stayed in Leipzig got separate divorce but she's just around the corner and uh, oh, okay so it's you know it's it's where I'm supposed to be and you know Leipzig has a lot of so it's it's under the radar a bit but it's you know there's a lot of artistic stuff going on here and it's really um, what's it close to Berlin. I mean, Berlin's about uh, okay, okay. Dresden's close to obviously it's Dresden's close for one hour, and then Berlin's about two hours, an hour and a half. Okay, okay. It's, not, it's East Germany, so got it. Uh, but yeah, it's like the like crossroads in the past between the East and the West come came through. Uh, Leipzig. Are you are you American? Yes, you should know. Yeah. That. Well, no, I mean you know because sometimes expats will just have like a the an accent of choice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh no okay. well um yeah i mean but i never yeah i have my passport and i allowed to stay here you know um it seems like i mean like uh we create our own reality anyway so it's like you know is it just me is this way too easy you know it's like because <laughs> like, you know other people's stories of like conflicts with kids and different nationalities and yeah, oh, okay 
you know, or like I would have to leave the country, you know, like, but obviously this would, this would never happen here. It doesn't, you know, it's like, uh, um, it never crossed my mind you know, that, you know, I have an indefinite work visa here. Oh, okay. Oh, even, cool. our driver, even the driver's license are indefinite, you know, it's like, you don't have to renew. Huh. And it's like, uh, so there's a lot of things in Germany that's like, you're like, um, you know, it's not, it's quite, it's anyways relaxed, you know, in some yeah. way. And um, yeah. So we'll see how they, they tackle this whole, the, the, you know, like, I think that this is a reshuffling of the world political stage anyways, and, and, and I'll see what countries come up more fitter than other countries after this, you know, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I have no idea. Yeah, I don't know. We'll yeah. see. We'll no, see. but I don't want to keep you, I mean, the kids, uh, you, you need to keep them busy. One of them, yeah. Yeah. Well. And, uh, I enjoyed the talk very much and um yeah me too thank you yeah. is is it okay if i use this for my podcast of course i mean i, I mean, you know okay. the, uh you probably reach more people than i can i'm not uh, well it's just such a great because i was gonna do one about my name change anyway because i yeah. wanted to change the name in my podcast so i figured i should do like a, why not no no definitely yeah. it, was, it was also cool with, you did the other one you're like you didn't like i edited the beginning and you you just mm-hmm. the whole thing and that's actually what helmet did one time with ours too i was like oh, okay okay i was like wow well, okay yeah because i don't like editing video but i do yes. when i put it as my podcast i'll edit it um no, everyone, I, I have nothing against that because i, I <laughs> openness and authenticity and, and you know and it's like um you know that's that's totally it was funny because you remember in that podcast I, I had difficulty speaking your name in the beginning Sergo. Uh-huh. Remember that had that that jump, and uh-huh. like you, were, you were actually thinking about changing your name too. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, I yeah interesting. Yeah. yeah. Cool. So um, mm-hmm. yeah, I guess tomorrow is Wednesday, right? Are you? Yeah. Are you going to be at the boot camp meeting? Oh, uh, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. I, I can't make a lot of these things, unfortunately. I don't mean no. when I try. Yeah, prop. I can. T- I think I can tomorrow. I wasn't funny enough because my kid wasn't in preschool last week. Um, we just weren't waking up. So <laughs> <laughs> take it easy. Yeah, that's the uh, yeah. uh, best way yeah. to get through this. We'll see how he does this week. Nice. Cool. So uh, yeah. All right. Bye. Have a nice day. Yeah. You too. Bye.